0: This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive
1: Insurance.
2: Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR.
0: Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery.
2: <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me?
0: Congrats, Martinez. Doctor. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing.
2: So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.
0: to them all day, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. When or lose, we bringing it to you always. always, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, orange or black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back, section 336, we on this, so tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. now, here come the boys
1: from section
3: 336.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336 Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly centering host, Matt Soroka. And as always, I'm joined by a guy who spent his Sunday night writing letters to the queen in defense of Meghan Markle, the button lover, Josh Soroka.
3: <laughs> I, uh, I did not watch that. I imagine you and your wife had a nice family view in
1: time to watch you know, Meghan and Oprah, right? We did not watch it last night, but we will be watching it tonight together. So it's already set for us to watch. I've been trying not to read a lot of spoilers because Emma and I are, are going to watch it tonight together. But yeah. you
3: also are probably the type of people who you probably
1: watched The Crown together as well. Em watched The Crown. Em's more into all this stuff than I am. I don't even know if I said her name right. But I'm into Oprah actually more. I'm watching more for Oprah. I heard, I heard Oprah did an excellent job. That I know, that's what I heard. I didn't hear anything and, about uh Megan or Harry. I heard everything about Oprah, which I which I think is great. Well, and I heard lots of <laughs> I didn't watch it,
3: but I do watch listen to news and pay attention. Mm-hmm. So I did hear people today comparing uh Megan it's Megan, right? Yeah. Comparing yeah. her to uh, Princess Diane. Okay. And making a lot of comparisons to that is what I but, heard today.
1: But the problem with, and I was just on Twitter seeing people tweet about it, but there's yeah. so many memes now with Oprah and Megan. I don't know what's real and what's fake anymore. What's real but, and what's a meme? Yeah. I don't even know anymore what's news or what's are just people, people making jokes. Are people? Oh. Like what kind of jokes are people making? Well, there's all over all over Twitter, at least my Twitter, are like it's a screenshot of Oprah and a right. screenshot of Megan. And like it's Oprah saying some outrageous thing and Megan, Megan's like face. So I don't know if they're making up what Oprah's saying, no, or if they legit is, questions. It's probably real news
3: that you're scrolling past. I don't know. But uh, I did not have on my list of things that we might open the show with to be Oprah interviewing uh, Meghan Markle and what's Prince? Is it Andrew? Prince Harry. 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 Yeah. Sorry.
1: That's yeah.
3: right. And I saw she's pregnant or something. I saw that on the news.
1: So oh, spoiler. Thanks for the spoiler. She's.
3: <laughs> I don't know how you missed that one. I think that came out beforehand. No, no sorry. No. You focused on that yesterday. I sat back and watched some Orioles play yesterday.
1: Yeah, I watched that. Too. That was in the daytime. You could do both. Multitask. It was. Um
3: how did you like what was your favorite part of the broadcast? Because spring training games now. Oh, I have a favorite part. There's only been two broadcasts. Oh, and, and it I has have a favorite part of every game. It has to be when they mic'd up the freaking catcher, right? Yeah. Yes, and you could barely hear him with the muffling of the mask. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I walk down the room. I come back and it's on. And I'm like, what is all that noise? Like, are they using one mic to
1: mic the entire stadium? I mean, it's kind of cool to hear him talk about his pitches and stuff. It and was. It was cool to have him mic'd up, but yeah, the, the sound, the audio, was whatever. You got to work on that. <laughs> exactly. It brings you back to that. Oh yeah, it's spring training. Remind yeah, her. yeah, but, but yeah, like, and all I could think about how cool it was would it be to have Adley Rushman mic'd up. Uh, yeah, yeah. i I so want to be an Adley Rushman
3: hater, just because I'm so tired of everybody else constantly praising and crowning this guy
1: king. Can I give you some Adley Rushman hate? Sure. This is like just Orioles hate. Because I'll throw Trey Mancini in this too. Because yeah. Trey Mancini was mic'd up. Did you watch his mic'd up? No. That came out recently. Okay. No. They, uh, uh, the, playing baseball or cancer treatment? No, it was playing baseball. The Orioles okay. sent like 10 I wasn't minutes. I'm sure he still did that. The Orioles did 10 minutes of. No, he's back playing baseball. Uh, yeah, cancer's old news. I know. The story is always, though, cancer. Yeah. No, but it was just him in, in practice. Okay. And he was talking cool. about, there were some clips about him talking about the Ravens too with Chris Davis. Um, but okay. The with, I'll say this about Trey, and I'll say this about Adley too. Um, I find him kind of boring, right? I yes. watched the Adley Rushman interview, and he said all the right things, right about playing time, about when he's going to get caught up, about whatever. Like everything he said was correct. But but I, I, I like I could have fallen is. asleep listening to him. That's the team. The whole team is boring. There's yeah. nothing exciting about it. We came
3: from a team with Adam Jones. And um, Buck Showalter, and now we have Brandon Hyde and Trey Mancini.
1: And, 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 Trey, and Trey Mancini is just like, if you listen to his mic'd up, he is. I'm telling you, Trey Mancini is like just every dude. <laughs> he is just yeah. just so incredibly normal. Like I've never met. I'm, I'm, I haven't met Trey Mancini. Um, we've spoken. But, but we've spoken show, to him, friend of the show, fr- friend of the show, and like, there's not a more. He is the quintessential like normal dude, right? And he was just talking about sports and talking about the Ravens and the mic'd up and stuff, mm-hmm. but just like so normal. It's kind of it's almost odd how normal he is. Um, and Adley Rushman s- seems the same way, just right. um, well, just normal. They 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 know what the, they say the right thing and just kind of your average, just average dudes. You want to yeah. know they were like. You know, the, the faces of our franchise are just average dudes.
3: Yeah, how much of that do you think is the fact that they are younger guys who grew up their entire life with social media, their entire life
1: kind of being praised as the big star? Yeah, and I mean. And groomed it, for this. I mean, that's true with Adley. It's not really true with Trey. So I think you can say that with Adley. No, that- I think
3: any baseball player who's in the majors was always groomed as the best player on his team, the best player in his high school all yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean, Adley was is right now groomed as the best player. Yes, one but of the best players in baseball. But but yeah, I
3: I think that Trey, they're trying to make the face of MLB, maybe even.
1: But but Josh, all those are why I think baseball players and athletes in general sometimes are not normal for all the reasons you just said, because no. they're always the stud athlete. That I think oh. is probably why they're not normal. No,
3: I think, and so I think
1: Adley and Trey are the exception in this.
3: No, I agree with you, and I think the reason they are the exception is because they're younger, and it wasn't like they've got – like, I think other guys got to this point in their career without social media. So then suddenly it's like, oh, when I say something, thousands of people can see it.
1: uh, So you think this next generation of stars is going to be more –
3: More protective and more, hey, if I say something today, in seven
1: years, they're going to dig that up and destroy me. yeah. But but that's not even exactly what I'm talking about. Like I, I know, just, you're just saying they're just they're just bored. normal. Like I don't even think like like not yeah, even on exciting. social media. And I know like they're not. Adley's not. I think Adley's on TikTok or something. Because every now and then I'll see him swinging a golf club on TikTok or yes, something. Yes, I believe he is on TikTok.
3: But I don't. He's I don't no, ever see he's him no tweet. Trace McSorley. On yeah, TikTok, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But no one is. And and Trey Mancini, I don't think is active on social media at all. Really. Um, yeah. So I think that part's probably true. But just like like you have him mic'd up and you expect him, I don't know, I just expect and I don't even mean like cocky arrogant. I just like, I don't know, just kind of I don't know, like even me, like I'm not normal. Like like if you mic'd me up, it would be weird. Um, because I'm not normal. I think very few people are normal, but he just seems like, you know, normal. Uh yeah. just just like average Joe that you would just kind of meet and strike up conversation with.
3: No, I, and, I can see that a guy. Yeah. He's the type of guy that you wouldn't necessarily say, Oh, he's a baseball player. If you met him off on the streets.
1: Yeah. Super on, un- on un- un- And yeah. 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 All those things. So, it's, not, it's not Luke Scott. Yeah. He's not Luke Scott. Um, he's not Aubrey Huff. Um, or um, <laughs> these <just laughs> ex- <laughs> insanely <laughs> extreme examples. not Kurt Schelling. <laughs> That's so he's not overtly guy. racist. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying, right. Uh, but, but yeah. So I think it's, I mean, it's cool, right? That that this is, it is that. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's, if you look at other stars, I mean, I don't know. We can, again, going to extreme examples, Tre- Trevor Bauer, for example, All is right. just, he was talking about pitching What's, with one eye closed or something on his did last you watch start. Him?
3: He was really, it was, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what he was doing. If he was trying to make fun of spring training to say, I can pitch with one eye. Or if he was seriously like, I don't need to work on my fastball, I'm gonna work on pitching with one eye.
1: Like, I don't think you ever see Trey Mancini up there with one eye closed trying to hit. No, I, his, his quote was that he was trying to challenge himself for spring I training. I know. Yeah. In
3: spring training, the guy, I mean, I guess he's already got his payday, he got his contract, so he has nothing to prove at spring training. He's got his slot. Yeah. But yeah, he's going in there and being like, I'm gonna to try to pitch with one eye. Why? In case a foul, in case a ball takes
1: out one of his eyes, he can still pitch. Yeah, well, that's what we could. Well, this is good now because we can use this as example. Because when everyone, whenever anybody throws out minor league training stats or spring training stats, right. not my spring training stats. It's- there's so many different factors that go into the stats. Like, who are you playing? Like, you could be pitching against a, a single-A pitcher who was just thrown in there at the end of the game. Right. You could be playing against a guy who's throwing nothing but fastballs because he's trying to a fastball. Guy you could be playing against a guy, guy and literally he's, he's with his right. eyes closed. Like, what? that's yeah, that's you get your hits off of. So, I think there's just – that's right. why spring training – that's one of the reasons. There's a lot of reasons. But one of I the re- reasons that spring training stats can be really deceptive to people. Oh, they're totally deceptive. I think Trevor Bauer,
3: as, a, as someone who's not a fan of his team – that's fine with me. Be a fool. Whatever. I might be irritated if it was one of my players doing that and goofing off. Or I might really enjoy it. I'm not sure. But I think he should have went all out and wore an eye patch out there.
1: Yeah. Or, go for it. or did the what's what's the Netflix movie, Birdman or something, when they blind themselves? Box. Bird, Bird box. box. But that's two eyes. He needs one eye. And I do you also- though? Also- it would be know. really challenging to do it I, eyes closed.
3: I know that one eye is supposed to like mess with your depth perception or something. So I get maybe that's a little challenging. Trevor, if you really want to impress me, go out there and work on pitching with your glove hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like throw switch, left-handed. Switch like throw left-handed. There was uh, like I think I saw clips of, of Larry Bird playing a whole game and dropping like thirty points with his left with his off hand with his left hand. Yeah, go right. do that. I've told And that was in a regular season that. game. Yeah,
3: I've told you before. That I've been, I've been pitching a lot of softball down here. Right. Because when I joined this team, they didn't have a pitcher, so I became the pitcher. So right. I've been working on pitching, and I've been working on different angles and different speeds and different release points, right. trying to just mix things up to confuse pitchers. Yeah. yeah. And I was wondering <laughs> when My I was, game was in the softball, if I should try to start pitching left handed also. Mm. But I'd have to take two gloves out to the mound, or uh, maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't have to because we have a fence that the pitcher can jump behind and not get hit with the ball.
1: So I could go without a glove and just pitch. Well, you could do right. the Jim Abbott route and just switch it really fast.
3: Yeah. How'd that glove work? I got to look into that.
1: What? Well, just he threw it and then real fast just put the, yeah, yeah, puts yeah. the glove
3: on his thrown hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I wouldn't have to you have would. a glove that I was thinking I had to have a glove with two hands that could work yeah. left or right.
1: No, yeah. and you're not throwing 95 miles
3: per hour. No, I'm doing soft toss. I got plenty of yeah. time. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that. I'll try that at practice this week. Yeah, I'm sure that'll go over well. I, but I did get a knuckleball working, and I'm nice. loving it in softball. Nice, the ball just drops in there, and the guys were freaking out, saying it looks like it
1: it stops before it gets to the plate. You keep some pine tar in your helmet or something. I mean, on your on the no. bill your hat to help you. Some uh, pine tar no, right in the palm of the glove. I just, nice. Two
3: fingers each time. Nice. But but I was saying I was just using as example of just like Trevor Bauer maybe I'm also just trying try storm practice yeah scrimmage yeah
1: So
3: but uh yeah it's great I mean even now I have the Texas Rangers Chicago Cubs game on while we're doing this broadcast
1: yeah they said the, the Orioles and Twins will be on tomorrow right, right? just because it's baseball
3: and I don't yeah. care that it's spring training and I don't care that it's teams I don't care about yeah, I glance up and baseball is being played. I have the MLB network on all the time now. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I was watching the game um what was it? it was televised on Sunday, and the you know, the wife was giving me a hard time. You we' know, gonna watch the game all day. I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe this is spring training. We're just getting started, girlfriend. It's, right. it's about to be baseball on every single night. I can't wait. um so yeah, so this is just this is one time. This week, because I, I didn't realize there was another game on tomorrow, but I was like, get comfortable. Right. Though, with these 1 o'clock games, is not suitable with my work schedule to watch the games, but I'll watch it when I get home from work. Oh, see, I've got the nice office set up where I can sit in the office
3: and watch the game while I'm working yeah. at the same time, as long as I don't have to be out in the field. Um, have the Orioles, or I guess the Baltimore, has there been any talk up there yet about fans in the stadiums for opening Day? I've seen lots of other teams make announcements.
1: Well, I saw today Bob Nightingale. Are you familiar with him on Twitter? Yeah, he's up in Boston. He's the
3: Boston Globe guy, right? Is he? Or he used to be or something? I don't know. All right. Yeah, Um, I know who
1: Bob Nightingale is. Okay. He tweeted out that every major league team now has fans in the stands except for Toronto, who's playing down in Florida. No, for for opening day, I think it was. Was that for just for spring training? It must have been just for spring training because the Orioles do not but fans. I but the joke was that because Bob Nightingale tweeted it that now that's not the news like that's now not the case because okay. he's wrong on every single issue gotcha well I they leave yeah look here's this tweet it says now with the Chicago making it now with Chicago making it official every team in MLB is expected to open the season with fans at their home ballparks with the exception of the Blue Jays who will begin the year in Dunedin, Florida. Huh. Because I haven't seen, I was even searching. But Bob Nightingale is wrong a lot, but yeah.
3: yeah. And I don't, that doesn't make sense because I haven't seen the Orioles say anything about fans in
1: opening day. Um, Yeah. There's been no, nothing about the Orioles about it and you still can't buy tickets. So not sure.
3: Right. That's, they have them. You can buy them on StubHub and I don't know how that works. I'm guessing it's like someone who has full season tickets is listing them up there but
1: yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, I expect there will be fans in the stands opening day, but again, nothing official has been stated yet, but they, they 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 also said they're going to televise some spring training games, but haven't seen that yet either. So I'm sure all these things are coming.
3: Um, Yeah. So opening day is like a month away now, Uh, like opening day. Well, opening day is April 1st, but I think opening day in Baltimore, the home opener is about a month away.
1: Okay. Sure.
3: Yeah, so yeah, so that, you
1: would think I mean, they need to at least announce something. On the one hand, on the on the other hand, though, they could be waiting, right? They they could wait, they could wait to see how the vaccine rollout works and, and the what, COVID sell, numbers. Sell the tickets with twenty four um,
3: hours notice.
1: How long do you think it would take to sell out or to to sell out however many tickets they're, they're selling? I bet you could do oh, it twenty four
3: hours. I think they'll sell out in, in three hours. Yeah. So what does it matter
1: when they announce it? Um me getting a ticket in the airplane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they got to get employees, but I'm they, sure everyone's on standby for it. Well, it
3: will clearly, it won't be a open to the public, but they need to, but it'll right. be a
1: reach out to our season ticket holders. Right. Um, Josh, with the COVID year um, and in this episode, there's some things I want to get to. There's a couple fan graphs, things I want to get to um, that. I think are really interesting. And I'm pumped about my ball force today, but with, with a with the attendance factor, do you think base like I just find myself really itching for baseball? I seem to it's just when you talk to people, it seems like everyone's itching for baseball, yeah. More more than usual. Do you think attendance for the Orioles, COVID aside, attendance will be up this year, even though we're still at the kind of the bottom of a rebuilding? Um, are, do you, do you think attendance will be up just because of? Yeah, the Orioles are starting to rebuild. We got some younger players that that, that are coming up, and because we haven't had baseball for a year,
3: it all depends. In on, it all depends on COVID and how comfortable people are going out. I hear people all the time say, "Oh, well, I'll never eat out at a restaurant again. I'll never go to a concert again. Yeah, I'll never." So there's people who are learning their, their lesson from this. Is I'm never going to be around strangers again. Yeah, so. But, but baseball is a little bit different in that it's outdoors, which I right. think matters to people. So I don't know, but, but I think there might be some people who are still hesitant this year. So I don't know, but I think there's – for me, I'm so anxious to get to baseball, to be outside, to be normal. There was something – we talked a lot at the beginning of this and all really all year about how there's just this added stress with all the COVID going on in our lives that like we don't even account for and it's just there. And baseball and being around fans and cheering for something is such a stress relief that, like, that's good. Like, for all these cities to open up and let fans in, that's going to be good for those people to get out, to be cheering, to be together, and not just hiding behind webcams, you know? So I I hope attendance up. I just don't know. I don't know because it's hard for me to judge how people are outside of Florida.
1: Yeah, well, even and that that, that that's fair and probably true because a different thing going on down there. But I mean, even even with like forget the COVID per, per, per protocols. I mean, the second game of the season, um, like we could. I mean, how, how many seats we're selling? I mean, we're 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 already yes. like in the COVID requirements on a normal night. Maybe so. Uh, you know, on a, on a on a Tuesday in the right. middle of April. Yeah. So. I, I yeah I, I wonder though with like with restricted seating access if that will kind of drive up the I don't know the anticipation the or, or or the demand of it I mean especially like, with the year off I think right. yeah I don't know like, I think like fun. spring training's all sold out yeah there's
3: that demand to get outside and see live sports um, yeah I think if it was the Ravens yes they would pack that with the Orioles and the down year. I still think there's going to be that drive of it's nice out. The weather's perfect. Uh, I just got to get out.
1: Yeah, and that's what I, I'm, I like, I'm, I'm feeling that, too. I mentioned that, too. Like, I don't have a strong desire to go into a packed restaurant. Like, that never really appealed to me even pre-pandemic. Right. But certainly does not appeal to me after I've been separated from everybody for so long. I don't want to be crammed into a restaurant, people. But, but the idea of sitting outside watching a baseball game, like, that's, that's, that's about right. Like, that, that sounds about good to me. Um, And, yeah, I'm tired of being in my house, so I want to go somewhere.
3: No, that's why I drove three and a half hours each way
1: to go see a baseball game. Yeah. So, yeah, So So, so I I would be shocked if fans are not in the stands in opening day, just given the way that both COVID numbers are going, given that it's outside, given the vaccine rollout, i will be shocked if there's not butts in the seats come opening day.
3: Well, I hope you're right, and I hope you and I have tickets and are at that game. Yeah, me too. I'm planning on it. So, hey, I was uh, driving around today, and I was thinking through, we haven't put out a 336 shirt or anything in a while. Right. Like last year, we did our 20, or two years ago, we did our 2023 shirt, and that's still up on our website. And I was trying to think, what's a cool one for 2021? That shirt. Yeah. And I came up with one. Uh-oh. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked I haven't seen this on the internet yet. Because someone else should be making this shirt. And if not, we're going to make it. But you know our fan graphs that? Our chance of, What's our uh, playoff chances? 0%. Right, 0. 0. 0.0. 0.0. So why is there not a shirt that just is the Oriole O dot the Oriole O? And nothing else on it? Just to commemorate our fan graphs
1: point. Yeah, I like that. I mean that's it's a bit insider-ish. Like it's you would have to insiders. get that reference, re- reference. I feel like
3: that's the type of shirt that they should be selling at Camden Yards, like the old trust the process shirts and stuff. Yeah. Something completely inside a zero point yeah. zero. No one no, knows what it's about.
1: No, I I like it. I mean, I think Manager Hyde's approach to, to that zero point zero mark, and I think Oriol fan or Oriol Player's remark was like, we don't listen to to to, to the media. And we're just focused on getting better, whatever.
3: Whatever. I, that's bulletin board material. That's yeah,
1: yeah. I think I the think the board. I think the better response, you know, would would, would be yeah, embrace it. You will say, okay, you think we have a zero percent chance of winning. Right. Watch exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's Let's like go. Uh,
3: what's it, Ted Lasso, when he has that poster up above his believe. His believe poster. Yeah. Up there they need to put 0.0, yeah. Right above the doorway to the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. And embrace it. That's what I would do.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, was that Fangraphs? I don't remember. Was that Fangraphs at the zero percent or something? I believe else? it was Fangraphs. Yeah. All right. Hey, speaking of Fangraphs, a couple of Fangraphs notes here. They did release um, the top. They just released top forty-five prospects for the Orioles on Fangraphs. Okay. All right, you got the list. Um, I'm betting Adley
3: Rushman's number one.
1: Adley Rushman is is, is number one. Oh, I shoot. got you. Who's number so. Two? Oh, you do do you want to just go and say, and say the list Josh? How many uh no. how many can you name on the top top 5? In, in order? Sure.
3: Uh give me a moment. Um, oh, I couldn't do it in order. Uh Gunnar Henderson's up there. He's in He's the top number 6. Five. Oh, number 6. All right. Uh,
1: you got a two stud young pitchers. Yeah, the uh Keegan Aiken? Nope. All right. No, he I, can't, him. I can't name it. You're kind of have to right. hey, you got, all names. That's fine. Ryan McHouse is on. You know, Ryan McHouse, he's, he's number four. Um, Ooh, I have, so he's, he's pretty high up. I didn't expect him to be that high. Yeah. And then number three is D.L. Hall. All right. Of course. Um, Who's number two? I don't know why. They have D.L. Hall. His position, M-I-R-P. I don't even know what that means. M-R-I-P? M I R P Middle Innings relief pitcher? Middle relief in middle relief. M I R P Middle middle innings relief I don't M-I-R-P? know. M I R P M I R P yeah. Middle inning right-handed pitcher. All right, well, first of all, he's left handed, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs>
3: uh secondly, middle. he's definitely a starter. So I don't really understand. M R I M I R P.
1: Yeah. That's his position on M-I-R-P. these lists. Okay. The only thing I think of is middle innings relief pitcher or something.
3: Yeah, but he's not. You said
1: he's a starter. He's a starter. He's a starter. Yeah, and then Grayson Rodriguez is number two. Adley Rushman is number one. Heston Kerstadt is number five. Um, and then, you know, I was surprised. One surprise that people were talking about is number seven on this list. After Gunnar Henderson is Ryan McKenna. People thought that was pretty surprising that Ryan McKenna is so high. Oh, I, yeah. I
3: was going to mention him, but I didn't think he would be that high.
1: And people are also surprised that using on well, Diaz is I, so low.
3: Murp yeah. is a multi-inning relief pitcher.
1: Okay, multi-inning relief pitcher. That's BS. Like he's he's a starter. That's really weird to me that he'd be listed as right. a multi-inning relief pitcher. He should be a um, multi-inning starting pitcher. Yeah, Misp. he's he, a yeah. yeah, he's a Misp. Um, but yeah, the other surprise I think that people were talking about was you use you know Diaz. Was number 19, which is a lot lower than he was on MLB pip- pipeline. Yeah. And just a lot lower than Dan, a lot of people well, think. Well,
3: I mean, I feel like it makes sense that he's going to drop back there because we're not going to see him this year. I think it's kind of a disappointment that he's not going to break camp this year and we're going to be still waiting on him. I think you, that does say he's a not lot breaking for camp. Yes. Yeah. There's no way he
1: breaks camp. He's off to a good spring start.
3: I know, but go over the outfield positions. You got Mountcastle in left. You got Santander in right. You got Hayes in center. You got Mullins on your bench.
1: What about DJ Stewart? Why are you hating on DJ Stewart?
3: That's what I'm saying. You can put Mullins and DJ on your bench. There's no room for Diaz on this team. Mm. Um. I like Diaz. I'd love for him to be on this team unless they're trading – Santander or Mancini there's no room for him right now
1: yeah and, and we'll see like um I mean <laughs> I I'm not sold on Cedric Mullins or DJ Stewart like I long term I would probably take Yosina Diaz over DJ Stewart and Cedric Mullins yeah long- but, if you give me if you give me Santa Santa guys field. well he thinks he can he's played center field before but he can't I'm, I'm sure he can like he might not he can't play it as well as Sergio Mullins, but he could play it in in a pinch. He could probably play it as well as Stevie Wilkerson can play center field.
3: Yeah, but Stevie Wilkerson can also play second base.
1: Yeah. Well, um, anyway, he's number nineteen, and and then you just kind of look at these. It's just interesting to to look at kind of our our prospect rankings, and something I that stands out to me is you look at Grace Rodriguez and D.L. Hall as our two and three, right? Um. To get to our next starting pitcher, like those are only two starting pitcher uh, are only two um, starting pitchers in our top nine prospects. You gotta go to number ten to get to Dean Kramer, who's number ten, and then there's it's like a run after that of of all our prospect pitchers are like twenty five or over. So we have a lot of older prospect pitchers, like Dean Kramer's on there at twenty five years old. Michael Bauman at 25 and a half years old, mm-hmm. uh, Zach Lothar at 24.8 years old as it has, as listed in brand graphs. Um, so you just have a bunch of kind of older pitchers in there, you know, uh, around 25 years old. Um, so it's kind of, and then there's no other, like your that only that? young top pitchers are grace. And well, I think it represents <laughs> if you look at the last couple of years drafts, because a lot of those guys, Gunnar Henderson, um, Hurston Kerstadt, Jordan Jordan Westberg, played college ball, yeah, and our guys that were dra- they played college ball and they were drafted in the past, you know, couple years, and they're position players, yes, and and Michael Elias has targeted the top of the draft position players mm-hmm. the past couple years, mm-hmm. and so now the top of our rankings, I mean, the guys Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, are Dan Duquette guys, the guys that Michael Elias, all his top guys. Um, are position players so you have okay. older pitching arms um, for, for for the most part and you don't have very many young top arms outside of rodriguez and hall so all that to say like rodriguez and hall you better work out because um and the other thing to say is this year we should be getting a look at a lot of the other top pitching prospects dean kramer who's 25 we should see a lot of him michael bauman zach Lothar. Um, these are all guys in our top 20 pitchers who we should yeah. be seeing a lot of this year. Yeah, you're right. So just kind of interesting are. how that breaks down.
3: Yeah, it'll be interesting. You saw that A and the Miners are all delayed a month. Yes. They pushed the season back a month, so we're going to have a little bit of Project Bowie yep. again for the
1: first month of the season. So we'll have to see who gets invited there.
3: Yeah, they're saying 25, 26 players there. So it'll be interesting to see, do they just take all the AAA guys and stick it there? Do they take all the guys who got the spring training invite but didn't make it onto the roster and send them there? How do they determine who goes there? It will be interesting.
1: Yeah, like I would imagine it's going to be mostly a AAA squad with maybe an Adley Rutschman or someone else thrown in.
3: But remember, it's going to be the same time that like minor league camp starts out, spring training starts. Yeah. Like so... It's gonna be how do you work that out, and do you
1: that's use what it? That, that's what I'm saying. So I think they would be more inclined to just put all the Norfolk there, older players and AAA players, because the other guys could still be working out in and, spring training. Like, there's no reason I don't think to bring Gunner Gunner Henderson up there when he could be working right. out at a.
3: Yeah, I agree in, with you. I think Florida. last year. It was a that's our only place. Let's send anyone that we really want to get yeah, work top in.
1: prospects up there
3: where and where we don't care where this year it's more like, no, let's put people there that we might pull up and down as a taxi squad.
1: Yeah. Hey, one other comment about prospects. Yeah. Are you concerned at all that Hurston Kerstat Heston Kerstat is is MIA still? Um, no, because he got COVID, right? Well, he got, what's it called? Some I can't other, even say the name. Uh, my well, it's my like a heart
3: uh, murmur or something. That, that, that they, may,
1: may that, be related to COVID, but that's right. not sure. But we don't know. Right. But this is going past, this is going back to last
3: year. I know. I mean, it hey, doesn't concern one, you at all? No, we had one player just beat cancer.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, so you think it's the same situation, maybe? I mean, it might be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel for the kid. Myocarditis, it's called, yeah. Yeah, I feel for him
3: because it's like, he's got an opportunity and like he's a young kid who was getting the invite to big league camp and it's disappointing um but no i'm not concerned i mean they'll figure it out um hopefully they'll figure it out so it doesn't affect him once he's up here you know
1: yeah you know, no whatever, i'm please. okay i'm 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 really concerned um he's our number 5 of our prospect we just drafted him with our top pick in last year's draft and we have no idea what's going on with him outside of this, an episode of my, my, myocarditis. In in the last, in February, early February, Michael Elias, like, invited him to camp. He's saying he's, he was, here's a quote from Michael Elias. This is on February 12th. He's doing really well. We're going to have him at the camp, but we're still emerging from the timeline of that. It's a bit of a lengthy recovery timeline. There are also risk factors associated with the ongoing pandemic that we have to be very mindful and get very careful about. So he won't be there immediately. So he told us straight up, even when he was coming, like, he won't be there immediately. Yeah. But outside of that, Josh, this is February 12th. Outside of that, we've heard nothing. I know. Nothing about Kerstatt.
3: But we did hear about, what's the, what's the disease or thing called? Myocarditis. All right. We did hear about that last year because that's why Eduardo Rodriguez sat out. Yes. And didn't play because of COVID because Missed
1: the entire because season. That.
3: Yeah, he he took the whole season off because that flares up during COVID.
1: Yes. I so, apparently he's coming back this year, but yeah.
3: Right. So it tells me that there's already baseball players that are playing with this issue. So, I don't know what happened, why he has to come in late. But and and yeah, you're right. There's been no news in like 3 weeks about
1: Okay. It. But but the fact that he's gone missing and there's no news and his sickness was a heart issue that all this has no effect. You think it's fine. Okay. I just like to know where we stand.
3: Yes. I think it's fine. I'm going to think positive about it and not really be too concerned
1: about it. Okay. Well, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned, but we will see what happens. I just think it's weird that he hasn't even done an interview. Like, there's just no information here. I just think it's a little bit weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love... And, and part of it, too, is like... And this is also why this spring training kind of sucks. is because the reporters aren't there all the time, right? The reporters aren't on I the field. Say, I think... And so that, and that's part of it, too. Maybe we'd have some more answers if there was actually reporters there.
3: Yeah, I was telling someone today. Uh, spring training, to me, I love spring training. Spring training this year kind of sucks because... There's no reporters getting inside scoops and getting interviews and writing their opinion. Every reporter sees the same thing I see watching the game on TV or listening on the radio, and every reporter watches the same Zoom call and puts out the same thing. Yeah. It's not exciting like previous years, and that's a big part that's missing spring training. Spring training, all the reporters used to go down there and get interviews and stuff. I mean, we even were given access uh, access to interviews by going to spring training yeah and all that's gone this year and that sucks and well, it definitely listening. makes me look kind of
1: different at spring training yeah yeah it's true and even like mainstream like i was listening to tim kurt today on the Only podcast and he's like he was talking about Sh- shoni and he's like everyone's yeah. saying that Shodi otani looks bigger and he's like, I'm looking on TV. Does he look bigger? I guess maybe. But, like, he's saying, like, one of the things is, like, when you're at spring training and you get to go in the locker room, like, you can see them not to be t- TMI here, but you can see them with their shirts off. And you can see, like, who has really bulked uh-huh. up yeah. Um, and and, uh-huh. and 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 who hasn't. And it's, you can't tell that stuff on TV. Right. So there's just need- so many examples of that where you're yeah. missing that in-person reporting right. that we- can tell you things and reveal things about players that you don't see just
3: watching yeah, exactly. TV. Exactly. We need Rock to go in the locker room and compare sizes of guys. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I just want to see locker room shots with all these players posing in different. Um, yeah. yeah.
3: No, it's, it's the bellies that we were missing from the first day and, and all that type of stuff. And it's – could you – well, Chris Davis got hurt. But you know how much we would have seen of Chris hurt. Davis – before that, if he didn't get hurt, and if we had all these reporters Hurts. down there where he's doing a new stance and he looks bigger and all this, there would have been so much different uh, Twitter photos and stuff at different angles of Davis. Yeah, and and then you would—that's where I think you mentioned Adley and how he sounds all professional and stuff at the top. He's also only doing these interviews over Zoom, so he's got no relation with these reporters. Where. Yeah. Spring training is when players and are more relaxed and reporters can interact with them more and build more of that connection.
1: Yeah, Josh, have you noticed that Adley Rutschman is also getting a lot more at-bats this spring training? I have noticed Adley Rutschman. Do you think, that's, do you think I'm, I shouldn't read too much into this, that he's getting a lot more at-bats? I would love it if that meant he was coming up opening day. But
3: Mike Elias wants that extra control, so he ain't coming up.
1: I mean, Adley Rutschman is playing like a regular. He's not playing like, oh, I'm just here for an extra arm to catch catchers. No, I like know. he's playing a lot. But they've as already DHN said. A DHN catcher.
3: But they've also already said he's not making
1: the team. Who said that?
3: Michael Elias. What if they've we're in playoff contention? said cont- he's starting in
1: Bowie. Josh, but what if an op- on opening day we're in playoff contention?
3: Well, we will be. Have you done, <laughs> if, you, if you go over to Google and do like uh, search uh, like Orioles stand ins or whatever, they will say the Orioles are in first place.
1: Yeah, but not if you go to Fangraphs. If you go to Fangraphs and search, no. they say the Orioles have a zero percent chance.
3: Right, but as of today, we are all come up in
1: first place. Well, wow.
3: no, Adley Rushman is not
1: going to play for the Orioles in, on whatever April first. When when Josh, though, if you you want to take a bet about what date he makes his appearance? What date uh, do you think he makes his debut? Um. Well,
3: why don't we do an, like an over under bet, okay, so you give me a date, and I'll say before or after. Uh, um... though since opening days on April first, the Orioles should have fun with the fans and have someone wearing an Adley Rushman jersey throwing out on the field. Yeah, I guess if we were put it over over under,
1: um... I would pick June twentieth as the over under date. Oh wow, that's not what I was going to say. What were you going to say? Whenever the date for September call-ups are, you think that's way too late? Uh
3: yeah, I think I think, um, yeah. If you give me that date, whatever that is, like August third or whatever, I would say under.
1: I think it's like September first. Um, okay, because I think that I think it's September first is when I would say. I okay. think when they call up September, or expand the rosters, call up someone. I'll take. I'll take the under. I, Okay.
3: Because I think he's gonna hit his way out of Bowie. Okay. Now I now uh ah, now with spring with triple A and double A starting in May, June. I think I think by the fourth of July he's with the Orioles. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Especially I, if I they think... can trade Severino or something.
1: Okay. Make some room. Yeah, I mean I mean at this point, I mean we don't have I mean I don't think they care about Severino. I, I mean you see Chance Sisko and all those balls pass him left and right playing catcher. I'm so sick of Chance Cisco. And and so if he's our backup catcher, Severino is more of a backup catcher uh than than a starter, I think. So I think it would make sense to get rid of Cisco at that point and sure call up Severino or make Severino the backup. Though you know, it's interesting. I saw someone mention this that Severino was a March addition to the Orioles a couple years ago as spring training ends, you have teams, you know, guys who are my, my, my major league, minor league, whatever, where if you did that, they didn't make the majors, they could be released. And you also have guys who just, you know, um, are out of options and don't make the major squad who are going waivers. And so it'd be interesting to see if the Orioles could still add, like there still could be, we're talking about all these competitions now, but the job could be end up going to someone who's not even on the Orioles right now, um, like was the case with Pedro Severino a couple of years ago. Right.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Um, do you think the Orioles still sign someone before opening day?
1: I think they pick up someone on waivers before opening day from that some that another team lets okay. go. Yeah. So yes, you agree they're going to add. Someone. I think they Yeah, I think there'll be at least one guy, if not uh-huh. two, who are who's currently not on the Orioles who will be on the Orioles opening day roster. Okay. Yeah, I, I I buy that. I agree with that one. Hey, before we get all completely away from fan graphs, one other fan graph story. Okay. This is from, Um, what is this? This is from this past week, March 7th. When was that? Yesterday. Um, This is an article, just like, just random Sunday notes, it's called. And in the Sunday notes, there's a paragraph. No, there's a couple paragraphs about Tyler Nevin. Now, Tyler Nevin, he came here um, in a trade, um, and I just wanted to to read real quick what Fangraphs said about Tyler's Neville about Tyler Nevin when he arrived in Baltimore. Here's what it says: It says a PowerPoint presentation awaited Tyler Nevin when he came over to the world from the Colorado Rockies at last summer's trade deadline. Remember, okay. that was the trade for, oh, my gosh, the reliever. Now I'm blank on his name. Miguel Castro. Right. Um, Last year. Yeah. Um, and PowerPoint, by the way, Josh. I, didn't, I thought everyone used Google Slides now. I guess people still use PowerPoint. Good for them. I think no matter what people
3: use, they call it PowerPoint. I use Keynote all the time, but I still refer to it as PowerPoint. Do you? And in the office workplace, people still use PowerPoint. Because when I send slides in to my boss – or other people i have to convert it to powerpoint oh really
1: yeah see we're a whole google school so yes. we just use you know slides and google docs and all that stuff yeah
3: but see most people don't like the fact that google spies on all their stuff
1: oh so especially probably major league baseball teams. yeah
3: major league baseball and
1: like corporate america won't use google stuff because of that because it's all shared that's true yeah. good point <laughs> anyway, it says a PowerPoint awaited Tyler Nevin when he came over the Orioles from the Colorado Rockies last summer, at last summer's straight deadline. Upon his arrival, the 23 year old corner infielder prospect was shown what he does well and, more importantly, what the Orioles' brain trust wants to see him continue to improve upon. So that's pretty cool, right? I think that's a new Michael Elias thing that when they get a new player, there's a PowerPoint waiting for them. Like, I don't think that was happening under Dan Duquette or Andy McPhail. No, um, we
3: had the. Uh... We had the book report on
1: Brooks Robinson. Right, that was the closest we got. That was the closest we we, we got where the guy had read a book report, right. um, which is not exactly a PowerPoint about what he does. And the feedback that like, you, you you like to see that just from a teacher perspective, yeah. you always want to give a positive before you sneak in there uh, what to improve upon. Um, here's the quote from Tyler Nevin about it. It's and, and tell me if this is kind of bizarre sounding. He says. The Orioles are more on the data swing for sure. I don't say that in a negative. Um, I don't say that in a negative way at all. I like having that information; it helps me develop a plan. And if you're working in the cage, different technologies help us figure out what's going on. I found a lot of helpful tools since I've come over here. Um, and this is back to the article. As to elaborate, Nevin said that while the Rockies did something similarly, the Orioles go more in depth. Track swings, movements, and ball flight is a big part of that. And while he recognizes data technology aren't separate bullets, they're helping him move in the right direction. Okay. I mean – It made me think of the Zach Britton quotes when Zach Britton went to the Yankees. Right, and said, oh, they've got all these computers. And there's all this more data, and there's so much more information and so much more technology. And now it's like this is what Tyler Nevin's saying – oh, now I'm in Baltimore, there's so much more data, there's so much more technology compared to where he's coming from. So it's just, it's really interesting to compare Zach Britton leaving the Yankees or going to the Yankees and criticizing the amount of technology to now we've come so far that Tyler Nevin's like, whoa, th- these guys have more data than, than where I was coming from.
3: Right, and that's, I mean, obviously that's what you want to hear. And that's what, that's what gives you hope. I mean, as much as we praise Mike Elias, I think you and I, Way more when the transition happened. We're way more excited about this Dell guy, who they never is never interviewed, never in the in the forefront. But he seems like the brains behind all this tech stuff. The NASA yeah. guy, yeah. So he's yeah, oh, gonna build us a team to the World Series or to Mars. Yeah, and either way, it's cool,
1: right? Like yeah. either way, that's I'll take a win. one. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm down if with We don't want a
3: World Series, but
1: we're the first baseball team on Mars. Yeah. Okay, I'm for that. Or like if things don't work out, like how, how much would you have loved if um, when Ubaldo uh, uh, Jimenez gave up that home run to the Blue Jays, how much you would you have loved to put him on a rocket ship and send him to Mars? Like if it doesn't work out, we'll just send the scapegoat to freaking Mars to get him out of our system, to yeah, get him out like of this. our uh, hair? Uh, yeah, I like this. When when you go out there and yank a pitcher,
3: he doesn't he doesn't just throw his glove down pissed in the in the dugout. It's no, you got to go all the way back to the rocket.
1: Yeah, no, SIG will literally, yeah. Send you to Mars. Send you to Mars. Um, but no, that made me think of real quick, going back to Adley Richmond. one of the more interesting things I found in his, in his Zoom interview yeah. is he mentioned the organization, and he specifically said the quality of the people in the organization. So he didn't even say like all the data. Not, he said that the higher-ups, there's just quality people in the organization, okay. which made me think of Sigma Dell. Um and Eyes. so it's good that I mean, and I think that's a bit of a change, right? Because you know what? People didn't always have really nice things to say about our management. No, so the fact that they're know. saying that they're quality people um, on top of everything else, I think is a really good sign that our young, play- young players thinks that there's quality people who are looking out for them.
3: Yeah, it reminds me of the Baltimore Ravens. It's what we yeah. hear about the Ravens all the time, that they are the best run team in the NFL as far as people and caring
1: about things and, and just dealing with contract stuff. You know, yeah. All that and just stuff. wanting to look out for the player and the team. So yeah, like all that if stuff. the
3: Orioles want to move more in that direction, that sounds great. I'm all for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I was just really happy to hear Adley say that. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Did you see uh, a lot of John Angelos on the fan these past couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, I've, I've so. listened to about half of the interview stuff. It's well, weird, it's, right? Because it's a long interview, and they're releasing it in 30-second clips every yeah, day. It's really <laughs> annoying because all the commercials say a two-hour interview, two-hour sit-down, but they release about 90
3: seconds at a time of the two hours. They're yeah. really dragging this out. Like, even more than
1: the Oprah-Megan stuff is being dragged out. Yeah, even more than the Orioles Twitter 64 account is being uh, – tor- tor- tournament is being dragged out. Like, it's – yeah, it's yeah, – yeah. It's going to be going on. I mean, we're going to be in a playoff baseball, and they're going to be wrapping up right. this Angel's interview.
3: Like today, the news, I saw a story today was from uh, the, what is it? the fan, 105.7 The Fan, and the story was uh, John the naming rights. opens up about the Masson app and broadcasts and stuff, and there was no news in there because it was like 60 seconds of him saying, yeah, we, to, we would like to expand Masson for more local coverage. And yeah. we're gonna have some spring games later in the year. And yeah, you know, we'll have some future plans where you can pay for
1: Masson. It none of it was news. Yeah, and in, in fairness, two things in fairness. One, I don't expect him to break any news. No, me. Two, either. I think they're like nine minutes. I don't think I think they're nine minutes or so, nine to ten minutes. But like but John still. Angelos is like he he's he'll talk. So I feel like you give him one question. And he'll talk for five minutes. So they get like two questions in. But you know what it is? And then it's the end of the clip. It's stupid
3: radio. It's why we don't listen to the radio. That is why. You're right. It's
1: why we all listen to podcasts. Right. Because in podcasts, you can sit down with someone for two hours and put it on a podcast and it's entertaining.
3: Radio, you get get 10 minutes of content, 10 minutes of commercials. Back and forth. Yeah. It's why radio is dying. Because if... John Angelos came on session 336, it would be an hour conversation.
1: And it would yeah. all go out at Uninterrupted. once. Uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I and mean, this is the, yeah, you're right, Josh. And this is for them, the nine minute conversation, they must be thinking this is the longest interview ever because they're used to right. calls that last about five seconds. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, here is long content. But no, so long content is yeah, it's an hour conversation. These no. s- these little tidbits, even the callers, like, like five second conversations, like that's I don't. Know, I can't get into that anymore. I can't get into it because you can't even have a conversation with that, right? That that's just no, it's all.
3: No, it's why radio
1: is dying. And it's part of the Yeah, yeah, because talk radio you could you thought was dying out. All of a sudden, podcasts is just talk radio yeah. without all the interruptions. Or wait, wait a minute, like there's still there's still an area for people to want to listen to people talk about topics. But I mean, I think podcasts are good because you can specify like we don't have to talk about other things like on 105.7 – I think they feel the need to, you know. Right, to cover whatever's going on in the cover world. Cover the difference, to cover the NBA all-star game, you know, right. whatever. Like, Where we can we just had, talk about Orioles.
3: And if we had John Angelos, that's all we would do for an entire episode. It's yeah. this week. It's a sit down with John Angelos. Here you go. Like yeah. we've done in the past with Trip Norton. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, but, it's just... So yeah, I, I've been I've been listening to some of that, and you're right; it's no news, but it's. They, I mean, I, I like I like John Angelos. I like I him. like John Angelos too. And they mm. ask him your favorite question. They ask him, "Are the Orioles moving?" Oh yeah, you we see his response. We, yeah, they're not moving. I we talked about react. that last, week, didn't we? I don't know. No, I didn't. think
3: we talked about it on Birdland tonight. Okay. Yeah, I don't moving. react to rumors because it's untrue. The team would never move. It will never move. It's here now. It's here forever. It's been here 66-odd years. It's going to be here another 66 more or longer. What can I uh, say without any speculation? I've said it before. The Orioles will never leave Baltimore. No one in this partnership group who are local, homegrown folks would uh, allow this to happen and would want this to happen, and that will not happen.
1: And somewhere in the larger Baltimore area, Nestor's chucking his phone at the wall so angry. <laughs> oh
3: no, he's not. He's saying he's saying uh he wouldn't be so angry and try to put his foot down so much if he wasn't moving to Nashville. Oh, he's he lying. does
1: protest too much. He's yeah.
3: Exactly. They said the Colts would never leave either.
1: Yeah. So yeah, he's not gonna let that die. Hey, one other thing I want to get to before we get to our ball four. All right. Um we saw Felix Hernandez have his first start. We saw Matt Harvey has his first start. We see tomorrow Dean Kramer has his first start. Yeah. Um and we've seen John Means with a few starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Felix Hernandez. Yeah. I, I think his high, hardest thrown ball was like 86 miles per hour, sitting 84 or 85 with his fastball. That's John Means' changeup. Um, you know, are you concerned that Felix Hernandez has no velocity?
3: <laughs> do you know what the
1: average knuckleballer velocity was for the Orioles last year? For the Orioles?
3: For the Orioles, average fastball Starters and relievers or just starters? I think it was just starters. I would say 92. 91. Okay. Correct. The sixth slowest fastball average in the majors. So we're not the worst. Yeah, but Felix Hernandez is going to bring that down. (laughs) So if Felix Hernandez can get high 90s, or I mean high 80s, he's at least in that ballpark.
1: But he wasn't open day. He was mid-80s. All right. yeah,
3: but uh, he's spring training. He's probably loosening up. Right. Can't, I'm not taking any. He's also from old training. All right. I get that he's old. Yes. All
1: right.
3: Yeah. No, I'm not taking. I'm not. it's Definitely not from the first start. Am I taking anything away from spring
1: training? All right. I mean, I think I take a little away from velocity, um, but but you're right. It's just one start. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. See what he does. Right. Didn't he also like strike I mean, out two guys though with that speed? Yeah, I mean he got out. I I mean I yeah. joke that he's he's um but he also gave up runs. I don't know if, it was, if it was his exact stat line, but it was only he had a I think,
3: really good first inning and then the second inning. I
1: think he gave up two two runs in the second inning, yeah. yeah. Um I say he's old as dirt, but he's yeah you know, he's young he's younger, he's younger than younger we than are. Us. But yes. but yeah, but he's still he's thirty right. he's thirty five, so you know. Yeah. But <laughs> right. Old, as dirt. old in baseball years. Yeah. So all right. I, I think that's just something to watch, his velocity. I think that could be a story if he can't get it higher than 85. All right. All right. You ready for
3: some ball four? Yep. Yep. I got a couple of good
1: ones for this week.
3: All right. Ball four is where we go a little outside of uh, baseball and talk about what else is going on in our life.
1: Yep, yeah, Hit that intro music and then I'll jump right in. I can't
3: find the stupid <laughs> uh, thing. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll go. My ball four? Or ball ball one. one. Ball one is the game solitaire i have been playing a ton of solitaire on my phone as how i pass all my time now oh that's great to hear i've gotten tired of all the actual like modern phone games and have gone back to the classics solitaire
1: oh good for you a lot of time playing solitaire play any mind recently no it's just solitaire <laughs> all right that's an oldie it's good it's good to see yeah. some things never really go away
3: uh, it's been about it's probably been 20 years since i played solitaire so now i'm really big into it every day
1: all right cool um so i it's been a while since i've i've set a book on here i got another book all right um i've been reading a lot of young adult literature and i just don't like most of it so uh-huh. i don't i'm not gonna come in and recommend it But I read one, Josh. You you read the Hate You Give? You read that one? Yeah, I've read the Hate You Give. Okay, and I read the sequel, the one that comes after it. Okay. Did did you read read the third one? There's a third one. Uh, It just came out, Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas, and it tells the story of Star from the Hate You Give. It tells the story of her dad. So it's like Concrete what? Concrete Rose. Rose? Yeah. Okay. And it tells the story of Maverick, who stars
3: yeah. Dad. Yeah, the, the, her dad that owns the, the corner shop, and in his in his in his little town, city. in Garden Heights, yeah, in Garden Heights, because he wants to kind of be bring some good back into the community.
1: Yeah, so it's him growing up. It's All him right. in high and school. It's good. It is. I think it's her best one yet. All right, I'm going straight to Audible tonight, so I yes. can read that tomorrow. I love the Hate you give. I love on the come up. I think this is her best book yet. Uh huh. You, you didn't know I read those books, did you? you, you I didn't know you on read on the come one. up. I'm surprised. Oh, I, read you, I, I thought best. you read the hit you give. I thought we talked about that before. But I'm surprised you read on the come up. No. Did I, did, did you like on the come up? Yeah, I did. That's pretty when good I too. I Find an yeah. author that I
3: like. I like read everything they have out there.
1: Yeah. I'm like in awe of Angie Thomas. This is because hit you give was her debut novel. Yeah. Her second one was on the like <laughs> three home runs. Who does right. that? Well, three home runs. I don't know. They're all the they're all
3: the same. It's like a trilogy. Yeah. So, so I don't know if she can write outside of this these characters. Yeah. So and that, this... I think that's the challenge. You like you'll see people like the Hunger Game trilogy where right. they can write three four stories that take place with the same characters in the same world. Um, I'm always way more impressed at a guy
1: like Stephen King, who can write so many different stories in different worlds. But Josh, don't think it's a little bit different with Angie Thomas because. It's not like the Hunger Games is like one just long story. These are three individual stories. They're not really that connected except for they take place in the same Garden Heights area. Like one is and is specifically about one yeah. topic. The other ones about a different topic, and this one is about a little a, bit. But again, it's the same world. So once yeah. you build
3: that world, I think it's easier because then you can think, all right, I've got this world. I'm going to focus and think about this one character in that world. And now I'm going to think about the other person in this world, and now the third person in this world. Yeah. So I think it makes it a little easier, but yeah, I mean, but uh, but on, again, only one that writes a book is impressive.
1: Yeah, and the pushback just one more time. The, the other thing is though, with those books, like the reason I love The Hunger Games, the reason I like Maze Runner, is oh, I, mean, I hated Maze Runner. Oh, I liked it, but then I read the next ones, and they were terrible. Like Scorch, the Scorch Trials, yeah. or something atrocious books. Oh, see, I didn't like Maze Runner, so I didn't go on to the other ones. Oh, see, because I thought the Maze Runner, and I don't know about Hunger Games. It's been too long since I've read it. But a lot of these books, like, this, the writing itself is whatever, but the concept, right? The For me, like, the Maze Runner concept was just yeah, really right. cool. Yeah. Like, the concept's intriguing. All right. The, the writing speaking. ability doesn't matter. But with Angie Thomas, like she writes just about real-world stuff. Yeah, so, like, sci-fi. the concept isn't going to carry her. Yeah, the sci-fi yeah. dystopian is not going to carry her. Yeah. Like, the dialogue and characters have to carry her. So, speaking of concept,
3: I know you liked Ready Player One. Did you uh, read Ready Player Two?
1: Yeah, it's on my to-read list. I haven't okay. read it yet. All right. I have. Have you read it? Yes. Okay. It's uh, – I heard mixed reviews about it. <laughs> I'm It's, it's, it's it.
3: fine. It's like, okay. yeah, it's just fine. Well, Speaking, the cool when I just said, oh, it's easy once you already have the world and the characters to keep writing stories. Yeah, apparently not so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, so, that's how I felt about the yeah. Maze Runner. I thought that the next ones right. were atrocious. But the th- cool thing about the Maze Runner was all the cultural references. Is it is? I mean, about Ready Player One. Is Ready yeah. Player Two is all about the cultural references as well? Like the 1980s.
3: Yes, but it feels way more like ready player one. I felt like he was writing it. I I like if anyone tuned in right
1: now, we're not talking Orioles at all.
3: We're talking books.
1: Yeah, we'll get Uh, we'll get back to this. My next uh, ball four is with Orioles. I mean, with baseball. Ready
3: player one. He wrote the book. And, I, and I feel like he wrote the book with, like, this great story that he's always had in his head and put it out on paper and wrote what he enjoyed and what he knew. Yeah. And Ready Player Two felt like, I'm writing this for them to make a movie. Yeah. Where it's, like, everything that was really cool about the first one that they had to take out and change because of rights to make it a movie, it's like he just made sure everything he wrote in this book they could do in the movie. Mm. Yeah. So that's the, where I – they.
1: I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, that's. But yeah, I'm I, excited
3: that you gave me a new book
1: to read because I haven't yeah, read a book Yeah, read in a while. the cocky rose. It was like I'm. I just finished that. I'm just blown away by how good. And it's not. It's not as intense. There's not much action in it, to be honest. But I'm just. I think it's just a great. Just right. great. I like the character. I like Maverick. Yeah, I like Maverick. So. She makes me laugh. I think there's like several laugh out loud moments for me reading that book. Um, exactly. Go go, go with your Ball 3. All right, Ball 3 is the PlayStation 5. Oh! And it's not
3: the PlayStation 5. You finally got it. No, it's the fact that I don't have my PlayStation 5 yet. So I don't think we've talked about this on here. I think I've told you offline that... You're uh, awaiting a PlayStation 5. At the beginning of February, like the first week in February, a friend came to me and said, Hey, I have this work at this... distribution warehouse i can access playstations and xboxes before they get sent to best buy if you want one let me know i said yeah i want one so i gave him money and i said here buy me one and he sent me a receipt and said, here i've got it it's getting picked up next friday and then something happened and oh the person who was bringing it down the truck got stuck it's coming the following friday and then the next weekend and then the next weekend and then he says, all right, it's in, my, it's in my office. I just haven't been to my office, so I'm going to my office on Friday. And I said, okay, great. I text him Friday night. Uh, I didn't go to the office. I didn't get there until they locked up, so I'm going to go Saturday. I work Saturday. So no problem. Text someone Saturday night. So did you pick it up? No, they shifted my schedule to Sunday. And I'm like, okay. So then Sunday, did you make it? Nope, but I'm definitely there tomorrow. I got meetings there tomorrow. So I text him today before the show saying, hey, so you got my PlayStation? Uh, no, the doors were locked. I got there too late. I'm definitely going first thing tomorrow morning and getting it.
1: So okay. it's been, yeah. it's been you're, you're over gonna get this a PlayStation. month. Yeah. It's
3: been over a month for a PlayStation I already paid for from a friend. And he's been – has had an excuse. He's given me at least 20 excuses now saying it's going to be the next day. And yeah. I promise
1: it's the last chance. And it's gonna mm-hmm. be the next day. So well, at this point, he probably has them all typed out in his notes. He just needs to copy and paste it right to your text message I, on what really, these re- re- laser like, excuses I yeah. I don't
3: know what is going on, but I think I got screwed out of a PlayStation. Yeah. Well, or tomorrow will okay. come. Exactly. It's supposed to come tomorrow now, is what he told me.
1: Yeah, well, I look we'll forward see. to updates next week. I'll give you an update next week. Yeah. Right, uh, my ball for it is Josh, you know how sometimes there's just like a song that gets stuck in your head and you can't get it out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, not, this is not a song, but I've been watching freaking, what's his name? Eric RDT, yeah. friend of the show, a friend of ours, just a friend. Uh-huh. What are you do watching his, him? Unwrap baseball cards? Unwrap his stupid baseball cards. Are you really spending time doing that? Now all of a sudden, I, I, had, I was sitting home on Saturday, and I'm like, I want to unwrap some baseball cards. So I was like, Silas, let's go get some baseball cards. Josh, we went to Target. Yeah. Stowed out. Uh-huh. Dick's Sporting Goods yeah. sold out. Yeah, Walmart sold yeah. out. Walgreens sold out. All right. we, we went to seven different stores. Finally, we found a Walgreens in Centerville who had – it wasn't even like new cards. It was like this collector's box. Okay. Baseball – it's called baseball collector's box cards. Okay. And I, and we bought it. It was like $3, whatever. Right. I bought it. opened up. It was like a bunch of cards from like the 90s and 2000 just crammed in there, like 50 cards. And, like, one yeah. unopened pack of cards in the 1990s. It was like that. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. We got some baseball right, right. cards. It's like, here, buy
3: something for your kid that you
1: don't care. Yeah. yeah but, but at that point, like, after a while, like, I don't care about baseball cards that much. But after a while, it became, like, the principle of it is, like, no, I'm going to buy some yeah. baseball cards. Like, we went out here to buy baseball cards. How, how does every store not have baseball cards? Have it you, was well, insane. I, don't, I didn't realize I don't it was a thing.
3: So I haven't watched RDT's baseball card thing. I watched one a, just when I got the original Saturday. I watched. I got I watch another one. friend who's really into baseball cards. Yeah. So I've talked to him about this, yeah. and the new cards are like they're they basically the baseball card industry realized that they screwed up in the '90s when we were kids by printing thousands of cards. So the new cards that they do nowadays are all about limited release. Oh, that's so nice. It's like one of a hundred, yeah. one of whatever. So they yeah. don't release as many. They release different ones. And they like take and they put like little pieces of like jerseys or stuff into the cards. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of autographs in yeah, the cards. Yeah.
3: They're doing a lot of that stuff, which totally intrigues me about going out. It's kind of cool, right? and
1: awesome. now like I want to get a pack of the
3: twenty yeah. twenty one tops. So this guy, know, cards. this guy I know, he goes to Target like every day and like fondles the cards. I didn't know this was a thing.
1: Like he goes that there, people and were and tries still to in the, field the
3: car. Cards to feel oh. if there's a bump or anything, so that he can get like a jersey or something. Oh, that's a little bit weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would never
3: fondle a card. And and they do this other thing, where, and they do this for football. So I don't know if they do it for baseball. I was talking to them during football season, where every every Monday, this card company would release a new ba- a new football card for whoever the star was that previous Sunday. So they would pick someone, and when that guy had a great game. Especially they like to do it with rookies. So like when whoever had his rookie game and it had a great game on Monday they would release five hundred of that card. The JK to, Dobbins. Yeah, yeah. And you'd have to go onto their website and like try to buy one right away because it would sell out within like an hour.
1: Yeah. Well that's so. have you heard about the hard demand to get these cards though? Yeah. Or is yeah. that just me? Like <laughs> No. And it was like it's not that they don't have them, like there was the empty display boxes of them and there were just none in there.
3: Yeah, I have heard that. I've heard it's tough. I have not looked down here, but I've been tempted. Yeah. And I just well,
1: I not gone to a target. Now I'm not going out my way anymore. But next time I'm in a Target or Walmart or a Walgreens to buy more deodorant, I'm wanna check out the uh the baseball card selection. But I don't know what this box was like. It was like 50 cards from the 90s. Like, what no, is this? That's like weird. The dola- you got like the dollar store. I didn't, are they something? even allowed to do that? Like recycle cards? Like these were a bunch of cards I had when I was a kid.
3: I don't know. Maybe I can make little packs of the cards I've got out in the garage and sell them for 3 bucks. But that was
1: – I should have known that, that was the only – it was like an empty aisle of like where they were all sold. Right. But there's this one box collector's baseball cards. Right. Like, that's smart. Call it call it classic.
3: And by classic, you just mean old.
1: Yeah. There was um who was there was I was trying to think of the Orioles in there. I don't know who was in there. It was a couple of Orioles. Like uh, Roberto Alomar? Uh no, like Pete Harnish, I think was in there maybe. Okay. A couple couple oldies. A lot of mustaches. Yeah.
3: Gotcha. All
1: That's right. my buffer.
3: All right. All right. Final segment that we forgot to do at the top. The state of the Orioles. I mean, I think every week we're gonna say they keep going up, right? You can't really go down at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, either you're staying the same or you're going up. I mean, as far... I mean, I guess going up in the sense that John Angelos is doing this interview, this 50-part interview series, where he's being really transparent and saying all the right things that you want Uh Oreo fans to hear. Yeah, so they're not leaving. Yes, so they're not leaving. said the two-year contract was just to keep everyone innovating and on their toes and it, just so no one gets right. comfortable. It's not to tear Camden Yards down, right? Right. It's not. It's it's in the, the opposite. It's to force people to do something before the next contract yeah. stops, so people don't rest in a laurels. Sounds like. It sounds what like it sounds a Trevor like? Bauer deal. It's like it's what the players do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like approve it. Deals like approve it. Yeah, prove you want me to stay here, and then I'll give you another year. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Which is so yeah. So the state of the, yeah. So with the John Angeles interview coming out in fifty parts. The State of the Orioles is up. All right. There we go.
3: State of the Orioles is up. One day we will have a little intro music for the State of the Orioles and for Ball 4. I look forward to the day. We just keep cramming them. Maybe one of our Patreon members can help us out with some sound effects and intros for that Ball 4 segment.
1: Hey, um, when is our next Birdland Tonight episode? I think it's going to be Thursday. Okay.
3: I I think Birdland Tonight will be each Thursday until opening day. Because right. Thursday we were doing Wednesdays, but Thursdays works better for me than Wednesdays.
1: All right. Well, if it works better for Josh, that's when we do it. That's all that matters. That's right. So,
3: but yeah, right. make sure you make sure you subscribe to the Birdland Tonight podcast feed. Yes, as well because so those numbers you... are. It's hard to show right now numbers based on the live watches, but we can prove the numbers that people are listening mm-hmm. and stuff to potential advertisers and people to help us grow by showing the numbers from the podcast. So go subscribe to that and help us out. Yep. Berlin Five sports. stars, write the review. Yeah, Just like 336. We haven't had a 336 review since, like, October. So uh, if you haven't written us a review,
1: it's time. Go write us one. You heard it there, boys and girls. Coconuts, it's time. You can um, follow us on Twitter for all our updates. The show Twitter is Section336Show. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can also follow us on us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter for all of his hot takes on Meghan Markle and the Queen. At Josh Soroka. All right. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. And go Megan.
0: That's promo code doyou O U one zero for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside.
2: This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore.